0: I'm Mahala, and you are watching One Ten Football.
1: Welcome back to another episode of LAFC 360 right here on One Ten Football's YouTube channel. And I see you chat. Mondays are a little bit better when you got three points, and I've got a great crew with me today to talk all about it. The Defenders of the Bank are here. Philly, JR. What's up, boys? Uh, Hey, Speaking of Defenders of the Bank, you guys actually finally left the bank. I felt like you guys were there for maybe 72 hours
2: this weekend. We almost were between the LAFC match, Angel City, and the Angel City season ticket event. We spent a good 24 hours. I tried to lock up and close the doors as best we could as we left on Sunday.
3: Yeah, but, but we finally made it through the weekend. It's a happy hour and a happy Monday. It's like we're chilling on a thirsty Thursday or a freaky Friday. I don't remember the last time where it was just Defenders and Vince. This
2: is exciting, and I'm just as excited as everybody out there because we're coming off of a big win this weekend. And we've also, look, we know the chat. We know you love Gerardo. He is there in the chat, and, and yes, the part of the show is the Gerardo Rios show.
1: I love that Gerardo is a celebrity now. Yep. Uh, that's, you did a great job, Gerardo. And for all of you wondering, oh, well, how do I get to be that guy? Just show up after a game. I'll put you on, man. Take my job. Let's go. (laughs) Well, well, even before that, you got to make
3: sure you like, subscribe, and tell your friends about 110. Tell your mothers, your cousins, your grandmothers. We obviously have the 25 to 34-year-old demographic, but if we can go after the 50, to 60, to 7-year-olds, boom, with the baby boomers, we're doing all right. So make sure you
1: subscribe to
2: 110Football. Gerardo does say he'll remember us when he makes it big, so that's good.
1: Oh, that's nice. Well
3: Thank,
2: then, thanks,
1: Gerardo, Gerardo. When, you, when you make it huge, please, uh, if you could hook me up with the job, because, you know, I'll probably be needing one. I'm always bouncing around, right. always making some kind of trouble. Uh, let, you know, let's, let's, let's get right into it. Let's, get, let's stop the banter a little bit here, but we'll keep an eye on this chat. Uh, we'll be chatting with you guys. Let's, let's talk about the game, and I want to start off with the way we always do it, and Max Barros isn't here for me to go, hashtag what's trending. Bow, bow,
2: yeah, no one's going to step on that one for you. I
1: don't, I don't understand why he wants to steal that from me, as if it's like so cool, right? but I like it, and it's my thing.
2: You make it cool.
1: Yeah, it's my thing. Uh, you know what, let's start with the boss before we really dive into the two-to-one victory. Steve Trondola, after the game, was happy? I don't know. Hmm. Check it out for yourself.
0: Yeah, an exciting evening. Uh, full house. It's, also, it's an amazing atmosphere. Um, and I think it deserved a game like we saw. So. Um, you know, if I'm picky, maybe uh, a little more quality in, in, in the passing of both teams and maybe more chances, but um, uh, that's me being picky. We're, we're overjoyed to get these three points, um, to beat a very, very good team. It's very difficult to beat them. Um, you know, I think our first half performance after the first 12 minutes, whatever it was, 14 minutes, was excellent. Um, it was fast, it was dangerous, um, and it was fruitful, um, scoring two goals. So uh, I think we also, with our defensive effort in the second half, the effort and uh, not really conceding much on goal, uh, if anything at all, um, you deserve to win games. And um, that's how we've continued to win games this season. Um, but there is definitely room for improvement. I think um, when we have a lead, our passing, our decision-making was a bit sloppy and erratic. Um, and I think those are the areas we will work on this week, uh, which is another short week. But um don't want to dampen the mood. We are happy. Was these three points.
1: If I'm being picky, it sounds like our head coach did have some reservations right. about that performance, but what did you guys think?
2: Look, when you look down and away when you say something, it usually means it's not true, and he was overjoyed when uh, they won that game. Look, it's, he's got little things to pick on, right? But three points is three points, a win over Seattle is a win over Seattle, mm-hmm. and defending the bank is what we do at home, right? So, yes, there are lots of things that he can nitpick on, and I agree with a lot of them, but... At the end of the day, we got three points, we saw out the win, and no shots on target for an entire match against a team like Seattle. Lots of big takeaways from that on the positive side as well. Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, Steve looks like he could take a trip with us to party Birko. I mean, he didn't seem too thrilled about things, but even though they had no shots on target, Uh, they still kept themselves in the game. Obviously, we scored the very first goal of the game for them. But let's not forget about that 32nd-minute set piece off the corner. Ariaga almost put Seattle up uh, with another goal. So it was a sweat fest up until, you know, halfway through the second half, which at that point... You know, we could have all called it a day because there wasn't really much of a ball game. And by the way, Josie, what's your problem? That's the second time I saw a lame Philly in the scarf. If you're going to do anything right, at least make sure you spell my name correctly. It's F,
1: not P H I double Well, yeah, we'll leave that F where it is. Right, yeah. uh, right. You know, I think I think you're, you make a good point. So we we have the chance to look at it in hindsight and say, right. well, it was a great game. We all we had fun. But Steve right. and I've gotten a chance to get to know him a little bit better through the In Touch shows. Steve at a match and then right immediately following a match is a very different steve than the steve i get to see on a week in, week out basis um, like he said on the post game with uh alexi lawless i think and uh, was he with rob stone yes right. well he i'm not here to make friends uh and he's very much he's in that mode when he's there so he he's right two to one i mean i was nervous and so I, i'm sure he yep. was thinking the whole time guys we've got to kill this game we've got to get the third goal we've got to take control because That's what the good habits are, right? Didn't come back to bite him this time against a good Seattle team, although not a full-strength Seattle team. Right. But what happens when we do get in the playoffs and we let one linger? Steve doesn't want to leave anything to chance. So I think I understand where he's kind of coming from there.
2: And what I like about his comments in postgame is it's MLS Cup or Bust for this club. We've talked about it now. That's it. With Gareth Bale, with Chiellini, with Mendez, with everything that we have done in the adding players to this roster. It's MLS Cup or Bust, so he's starting to hold us to that standard every single week. And you mentioned it when we were doing our pre and post game. We really wanted to see a full 90 from LAFC. We still haven't seen Mm -hmm. a full 90 dominating performance from LAFC. But again, no shots on target. The only goal scored by us. I think that there are lots of great takeaways, and we're getting closer and closer to getting a full 90 out of the black and gold.
3: I guess the question really is, would we be able to sustain this type of a lead against a team like the Philadelphia Union, or if we were to rematch against Austin once again? Seattle isn't Seattle. I mean, they obviously didn't have the players that we mentioned. No Joao Felix, no uh, no Raul Ruiz Diaz, no Kellen Rowe. We didn't have Kellen Acosta. By the way, if they had Joao Felix. I'm sorry. Joel that would be Pommels. pretty incredible. <laughs> He's very good. That would have been great. <laughs>
1: that would be pretty incredible. I'd be – you were not talk Ro- about – Gareth Bale and Giorgio Chiellini coming here. You guys, wow, Felix, wow. Now we're talking. (laughs) Uh, But but finish your point.
3: (laughs) There's your Philly faux pas. For the day but yeah I mean that's that's the thing we want to get a full game out of this and I mean he's going to go look back rest on his laurels but uh, again Seattle not the same team I think it's shocking that despite them winning the CONCACAF Champions League they've played 15 games thus far and with this uh, with this loss they've only won six mm-hmm. and another shocking thing about Seattle Albert Rusnak has not been the player for Seattle, that I would assume Brian Schmetzer would have thought. He had, what, 11 goals last season on RSL? He has one, albeit that one goal was against us at Lumen Field. Yeah.
1: yeah. But he's pushed him back. He's playing in a different position. I would say yeah. that's why it's changed his stats. But I think where you are right is he hasn't imposed himself on games the way he used to be able to for RSL. I mean, now RSL team, say what you will about them, but when rusnack was really clicking with Crylock, they could run a two-man game right. and make things hard for you. But back to Steve, it, you hit it on the head. It's all about accountability, right? And I think that anytime. A head coach has a camera and a microphone in front of him. He should understand that his words carry weight, um, especially to his team, so he's sending a message. I would say though, and I'm curious about this, and I'll have to ask him about it, and I I think he kind of gets it too. One piece of advice that uh, Bob Bradley shared with me that he got a long time ago was from Peter Novak, of all people, he said, look, when the boys win a game, just let them be happy about it. You can go back and nitpick, but if you do it right in the moment, it doesn't hit the same, so I think Steve understands it. He'll come back Monday or in film and really kind of lay into them a little bit. But I'm sure he walks in there and goes, three points, boys. I wasn't happy with everything, but celebrate it. Let's be happy. We'll get back to work the next day. And one
2: other thing I want to touch on before we get into the captain is Keelini, when he came out, you would think, oh, he played his most minutes for LAFC this season. He'd be sitting. He'd be resting. He was standing up right along with the coaching staff and continuing to coach Mm -hmm. that team from the sidelines. So I think the buy-in that – Steve Chirondola was able to get from this club, from the guys who have been here since minute one and from the guys who have just come walked through that door. It's it's incredible to see the chemistry, the buy-in this season. Um, The other thing to me that's been incredible to see is Carlos Vela, since the announcement of the Chiellini and Bale signings, he has been a different Carlos Vela. He is starting to captain that ship more and more, and we saw it with a fantastic goal off of a beautiful pass. Carlos Vela reclaiming his title possibly as king here in MLS, certainly for the black and gold. What'd you guys think about Carlos Vela in this match?
1: Switched on for that game, yeah. like from minute one. Um, and we've been talking about how, yeah, he, he's not scoring as many goals, but he's so influential. This was a game where he just kind of, he did it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the game, a little bit of a scare, but actually let's, let's take a look at the goal because it's a reason why, one of the reasons why, yep. wearing this beautiful jersey, yep. uh, you got to see the Juventus uh, players watching this and they were genuinely like, Amazed by everything about that goal. I think the atmosphere definitely got them a little starry eyed. You were saying you love seeing those dudes in the hats and the scarves. I mean, look sharp for me. And I know, I know you're not, you are an Italian national team fan, but I'm directly a Juventus fan. For me, I'm just like, is this heaven? Like, what are we right, doing here? Right. Carlos Velo scoring goals and Leo Bonucci standing up and celebrating with Richard Roscoe
2: and Locatelli's there and Valvich, like, this is heaven. I, I love Can that, they be here every week? I, I love that Rich is in your vision of heaven, by the way. That's kind of fun for everybody. <laughs> he only slipped in because Juventus <laughs> brought him with right, him right. <laughs> with him. No, look, it, it was an incredible atmosphere at the bank. And and look, Carlos, it, it shows that he's still got that gear, right? I don't know that he's got that gear 34 games out of an MLS season. But, man, when he is as focused as he is right now, eyes on the prize, it's not just Steve Terundolo that thinks that this season is MLS Cup or Bust. It is every player up and down that black and gold roster, and Carlos has played that way since those signings. If this is who we get for the last 12 games of this season, seven on the road, five at home, we are on our way to supporter Shield and MLS Cup is coming home.
3: Yeah, and he's been saying that he wants to win the MLS Cup. That it's his thing. It's his goal while he's here. And obviously, him looking the way he does right now. I know we were all a little suspect of him in 2020 after he came back from the COVID Cup. You know, he looked like he put on a little bit of weight. But Carlos didn't we all fit, during COVID? We all did. I mean, we all gained the COVID nineteen <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> the COVID nineteen. Um, but I mean, he's coming in. He switched on. I mean, he's creating so many opportunities. I think you alluded it to on our Defenders of the Pod, uh, Defenders of the Bank podcast. This this weekend. It's only him and Sebastian Geriussi that have more than seven goals and eight assists on the season. So yeah. Carlos may not be in line for MVP, but I still, still believe that he's going to end up the season being the leader in MLS with assists.
1: That's actually interesting. No one, not a single soul is talking about Carlos Vela for MVP. And I right. guess, look, I don't think he is the MVP sure. per se, but like with those numbers and how important he is to the team, you got to give him a little bit of play. And one thing Jesse says, uh, don't forget about Daft Punk and Thomas from Daft Punk. was right. out, but I would say this, oh. no helmets, no Daft Punk that could have right. been anyone bro been anyone. I don't know what he looks like sure. I only know the helmets and only only the real Daft Punk would have those
2: helmets <laughs> <laughs> yeah look it, it's it's proving that the atmosphere the place to be in Los Angeles is watching soccer by the way let's talk about I mean what what, an what incredible about the next weekend, right yeah. the, we had what 93,000 sell out the Rose Bowl 22,000 on back-to-back nights at Bank California Stadium sellouts all over sellout Los Angeles the incredible week- weekend. incredible weekend this for for soccer
3: no, it, it really was. So much fun was had and, you know, transitioning over, you guys are talking about Chiellini, y'all are talking about Juventus. We got Italians everywhere but the World Cup. Just kidding. That was my dig to the both of you. But we got... Kio- I was in heaven until you did that. <laughs> I, I, dude, I had to. I mean, again, we're together for the first time in, in a little while. It was fun. But seeing Chiellini, you know, why don't we talk about him and what kind of an effort he displayed in front of his boys. for you that upset at me? I could still see the look.
2: There are going to be 15-year-old kids running around Italy who have never seen their team play in the World Cup by the time the next cycle rolls around. Look, I, I said 50. this on wow. our podcast... Team security, Paul, would have had to got me out from from the center of the pitch if that goal goes in by Chiellini. Look, we'll talk about the master class of defending in just a second because those 72, 73 minutes of Chiellini on the back line, impeccable defending. But that goal, or the almost goal, you saw the <laughs> Juve guys were just losing themselves in that that would have been my favorite goal ever scored at yeah. Bank in California Stadium.
1: You know what I, what I love about that in the video that Juventus put out was showing showing his fan, his uh, former teammates being like, oh, my God, how did you do that? And him kind of looking at them. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you couple that with also uh, him coming off the pitch and a, a young kid brought over a, an Italy jersey. And he had just come off the pitch, but he was willing to walk over there, sign it, not just sign it, kiss the kid on the head. By the way, assist to Chicho right. holding the, the jersey tight so he could sign it. He's that rare player that can be supremely focused, but also human. Yep. And I think that's another aspect of him that look, I'm gonna, I'm just glowing about him, guys. I I'll probably can never say anything bad about him, but I do think that that is another level. There's not a lot of guys that can do that, and he can turn it off and on, and probably because he's been doing it for so long. But that, Giorgio Chiellini, man, he's just, he's incredible in a lot of ways.
2: He's a mood, right? He yeah. is a mood. Like we saw him. I forget who we took out. I think it might have even been Ariaga that he took out. Got back up, like brought him close and like yeah. patted him on the head. First of all, you don't realize how big of a guy that is until he brings one of his other guys yeah. close. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it was, Chiellini is starting to redefine our back line little by little, every training, every match. And it's, look, we know Philadelphia's only given up 15 for the entire season. Mm-hmm. But since Chiellini has come over, I mean, we've been an even better defensive unit than we were before, and we were very, very good before.
1: Yeah, let's talk about him actually playing defense. We've talked a lot about how nice of a guy he is and everything, but Philly, let's kind of Talk a little more about what he did on the field. I mean, he did a lot of things on the field well, but,
3: I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about the first goal of the game because he was obviously a, a part of that to a certain extent. You had a play in which Christian Roldan has a ball that sort of bounces over the head of Latif Blessing, and then he comes through and, and splits through Escobar and Ilya Sanchez splitting through them like a Hollywood marriage, and then you've got Chiellini right there, And Roldan lets it go past Chiellini. And then you've got Murray coming in and sticking his foot out. And honestly, it was inconsequential. That ball could have easily made its way to Jordan Morris or Ladero. But other than that one play in which we scored for Seattle, I mean, Chiellini was was, –
0: Yeah,
1: in a moment like that, that's kind of what we would call like – you know, red defending, like emergency sure. defending. Sure. Um, and I know that Matt Doyle pointed out, oh, look at he, he went past that youngster in the LAFC defense. But look, he got, had a 15-yard head start. Yeah. Um, and then once you get into the box also, you know you have to defend differently. So yeah. Keeling yeah. can't get so tight to him. Uh, he had brought a guy down earlier, and I'm sure the referee kind of had a little chat with yep. him, although he didn't give him a yellow card. And Giorgio would have been like, oh, we don't give yellow cards the way we do it. <laughs> I'm going to like this a lot. But yeah, other than that, I mean, he was just so. And I had reservations about it. I, I I know a lot about Giorgio Kilini. I knew that his passing game was of another level, and that would never leave him. Uh, but yeah, his reading of the game, and maybe speed, dealing with the game. But the real maestro performance was the his, the ability to be everywhere. Like he yeah. stepped into the play, uh, as Steve said in his post game, he upped the tempo by yeah. winning balls and just putting Seattle right back under pressure, and he did it like
2: seamlessly in so many instances and, and you talked about it during rehearsal too it's just the way he reads the game right his his speed might have gone down a tick right like i mean look he's 37 turning 38 his speed mm-hmm. will drop eventually but the way that he reads the game you can just tell he's seeing things a couple moves before they happen he's playing chess a lot of these other guys are playing checkers and that's where we get to see the master class in defending is the way that he reads the entire match from that back line
3: I mean, it certainly helped that he had his friends in town there to watch him, trying to say, hey, guys, look, I may not be with y'all, but I haven't lost a step. I'm still here. I'm still uh, there. And I just, I I think, like, if we can bottle up some of that emotion and just keep feeding it to him every single game, I think we're going to be all right. And still, like we say this on the podcast, living through these hashtag pinch me moments, I'm looking at a Juventus jersey. I'm thinking, like, having watched that documentary on Amazon Prime recently, and it still blows my mind that we've got Giorgio Chiellini on our team, it's just, it's just—it's nuts. And
1: 100% bought in. Right. Yeah. Like, with the fans, with the coaching staff, with the players, like you said, yep. he's up on his feet directing things yep. and everything. I mean, he is not just here to play. say, like, oh, I'll show you guys with my play. He wants to be a part of everything.
2: And, and let's be real. Mamadou Fall and Eddie Segura sat on the bench for that entire match. The depth. Chiellini was the one that made that quote, right? Mm-hmm. We have five center backs, and every one of them is better than the next. Yep. We, we have such an embarrassment of riches on the back line.
1: Well, you want to talk about embarrassment of riches. We've got a lot of great left footers on mm-hmm. this team. Uh, one, the captain scores a goal, but yep. Mahala is the one that got everything started. And I think this was Mahala's best game. So I want to give a shout out to Mahala and how good he was. Let's start with the goal, though. Yep. The, dude, the dude can rip a shot. <laughs> I mean, let's take, a, let's take a look at this shot. I mean, oh. winner, are, are defenders, and he's hit a few of these now, right? we talked about him post-game, right? Winner are defenders going to realize, don't just back up or put your hands behind your back?
2: Like, you've got to close this guy down. Here's the part that scares me. If you have to now get out a little bit of the box and go account for Mahala, mm-hmm. and you've got Chicho Arango, Carlos Vela, Gareth Bale, Brian Rodriguez, somewhere out there on the pitch, now you have more lanes for those guys to develop, and it's going to be Mahala that you have to account. It's... Again, embarrassment of riches.
3: He's taken every single opportunity he has yep. within the limited minutes that he's going to get and really making the most out of it. I mean, he really made his presence felt during that CONCACAF Champions League final uh, against, um, against uh, oh, my God, why am I forgetting, Cruz Azul. Yep. Yep. And then this season right here, he's already got five goals, and he had the opportunity for a brace as well, just missed by yep. a nose there. I mean, he absolutely mustered and muscled that ball past Stefan Fry. And, I mean, I've got plenty to say about Mahala when we start getting into our stoppage time, but I'm so proud of the kid. His story, everything about Poku. I love it. It's such a great story.
1: Well, I remember when that goal against Cruz Azul happened, and he played pretty well throughout the rest of the tournament, but they had some bumps and, you yeah. know, hiccups. Uh, a lot of people were like, is this kid the next big thing? And I always try to tell people, like, a Golazo is like a singular event. Like, let's maybe yes, he has to have that talent, but you hit it just so sweet. I mean, I think I'm not saying that we could do it, but there's chances every once in a while where you hit a ball and you're like, ooh, that looked good, that looked professional. Right. Uh, Mahala though, this game I thought uh, it's it not just it wasn't just the goal. Uh, tactically, he was very smart, and I think it was an actual tactical development because LFC weren't not pushing up with its fullback so much. Right. I think they were keeping those guys a little bit uh, at home to defend because you got guys like Jordan Morris, uh, Roldan, that like to run from inside to outside. But so Mahalo was very good at, at kind of track. He w- he would fake his run forward and then track back, or. or, or work back and and take it through the half space. And he was actually able to make make the ball stick there. And his passing was pretty good. Yeah. I think we've always known Mahala can shoot the ball. Oh, yeah. But what does Mahala do when he gets ahead of steam and he's got runners ahead of him or he's got an option to pass? Sometimes he misses those. I think this was a much better game for him in those regards. And that's going to bode well, especially because Gareth Bale's here. Brian Rodriguez is back. Like, he's playing his best soccer at the best moments, uh, which is kind of like the opposite of Mamadou Fall, everyone keeps asking me, where's Mamadou Fall? He was not playing his best soccer when the guys like Chiellini were showing up, when Eddie Segur was coming back. So it's a dull double-edged
2: sword in that regard. And and I think the other thing that Mahala adds is he's always putting pressure on the defense, right? Like, hes you always have to bring a second guy over if he's going to make a run, whatever it Mm -hmm. might be. And and I like in the chat, they're calling for maybe a couple minutes for the Ghanaian national team, getting uh, Mahala... Look, you mentioned it, Philly. Five goals on the season, playing in in one of the top leagues in the world. I mean, look, it's not a Power 5 league, right? But someone out there from the Ghanaian national team has to be looking at Mahala and going... All right, we gotta give this kid a chance. We're seeing too much. We're seeing too much from him.
1: Yeah, and he's a, rare, he's a rare player. I mean, it, anytime you can find a player that can beat someone on a dribble, yeah. uh, and then has the, uh, it's, it's not just fitness, but it's its the mentality of, I'm gonna try to run in behind. Because it does, it wears on you after a while. Because you don't get, you run in behind 10 times, you maybe get the ball once. Right. Um, and even sometimes when you get the ball, it's not the right ball. It goes over your head, you gotta chase it down more. But he's, he's willing to always keep, as you said, pressuring that defense and letting them know, I'm not gonna show up in any one spot. So good luck. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I feel like another thing, just for like how old he is, the maturity level on him, at times it, it you know, it, it ebbs and flows, but he's not afraid to take the big shot. And I think that's an important thing because throughout the course of so many seasons, it was it was frustrating watching players such as Marco Riena just like mess around with the ball around the box, not taking the open shot when he had it. I mean, Mahala has no problem doing big things for our club, and obviously he's been rewarded. His, he is the testament of hard work produces results. I mean, five goals on the season. I mean, it's incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah.
1: We're going to talk a little bit more about this game because I'm going to give you guys my player rating, so guys start thinking about what your player ratings might be because I'd love to see them in the chat. Uh, please, let's, let's keep it to two decimal points if we can. <laughs> uh, but it's time for Class of 22, and this week we asked the team a deep philosophical question. Would you prefer to know everything or would you rather know nothing? So, check out what they had to say.
0: Oh, it's a good question. You know, sometimes when you know too much, it's not good, but for the whole thing, I would rather know everything. Probably know nothing. Just be me. (sighs) A veces saber todo no es bueno. Yo saber nada, así vivo tranquilo. Everything. Saber todo. I would rather know everything. Saber nada. Y por qué? Así vivo mejor. No, everything is good, bro. No, nothing. No want to be in people's business. <laughs> saber nada. Y por qué?
2: No me preocupo, no sé. No me meto en lo que no, no me va.
1: You know what? I'm actually pleasantly surprised that these guys took it to a level of like personal privacy. Right. <laughs> uh, that's not where my mind goes directly. So I guess I mean maybe being a professional athlete, that's kind of the first thing you think of. Like I don't want to know people's business, but Jared, I don't know. I like knowing things. Maybe I like, but knowing things is different than learning things. Right. So I guess maybe I would want to know nothing.
2: Yeah, look, uh, the teacher and me kind of went to look I teach Latin to 6th graders and all these kids come into my classroom and none of them have ever taken Latin before, right? So you mentioned it, it's the difference between learning something and knowing something. Mm-hmm. I I like to I'd like to learn a lot of things, so I guess I would have to start out with no nothing.
1: Yeah, there's no joy in just having it already in your brain. Right. I don't know. Philly's going to be like, "No, nah, man."
2: I mean, know I agree. Stock tips, baby.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, predicting the future would be a better way to pronounce that. I feel like if you knew everything, technically you could predict the future, right? because co- the way cause and effect works, am I getting too deep now? I think we're getting, getting... very uh,
3: thickety-wick. It's okay. very philosophical, but uh, uh, I, agree nice. with Lu- I agree with Luis Reyes. I mean, I really do think there's something to be said about ignorance being bliss. Perhaps there is a very high link between depression and, and high intelligence and knowing things. One of the greatest quotes I ever heard, and it came from either the school of Socrates, Aristotle, or Plato. I know they're all in related uh-huh. but the older i get the more i realize i know nothing right and that's sort of something that i'm sticking with i don't want to know everything because to truly understand how the world works i would be uh, i'd probably be miserable at the end of the day
1: before we move on luis hernandez has a very good uh take on this the all the attackers wanted to know everything right and he's right that's weird how they diverge right the defenders like about a i don't Florida want to, i don't want to know anything so good hey good catch there i luis. like that. that's that's very interesting
2: look one of the things that i am Dying to know. Smooth segues here. There you go. I am super excited. Vince, it's time to put you on the hot seat, my friend. All right. We're going to get your player ratings for this game against Seattle. Who do you think played well? Who do you think could have... Maybe left some room for improvement, you guys. It's time to put Vince under the microscope, yeah. player rating. Time you to get... be on that hot seat. That kit is fire, my man. Thank
1: you. It is, it is a beautiful kit. It was a one-off, and I had to have it. This is definitely not generally what you think of when you think of Juventus, but it I had not. to have it. Uh, really, the hot seat, though, is it's going to be my writing. I know right. that a lot of people <laughs> have a lot to say about my writing. Uh, so 2-1 victory over Seattle. I think we all agree Seattle's not at their best. Uh, They're missing Ruiz Diaz, uh, but still a very good team and still an important win. So let's, let's start with the goalkeeper, the man in the back. Uh, zero shots on target. Right. Yet there was a goal. Not his fault. Uh, but because there's zero shots on target, it's hard to grade him. Uh, I still give him a 6.5. Uh, I think that he commanded his backline well, had some good catches, uh, left some to be desired with his long balls. But ultimately, I don't care too, too much about that as long as it doesn't result in goal. So 6.5 for Maxime Capel. That's pretty good. I mean, in rehearsal, you had him at a six, so he jumped up 50 basis points.
3: Way to go, Max.
1: I don't remember what my rehearsal was, <laughs> so. there you go. Uh, let's start with Franco Escobar. I'll go, I'll go both fullbacks before we go to centerbacks. Franco Escobar and Palacios, I mentioned it. I thought that it was a tactical adjustment to have yeah. them play a little bit more conservative, so they weren't really part of the game. Um, although Franco, I think, was more involved uh, on the right side just because they were attacking through that way a lot. Right. I'm going to also give him a 6.5. Uh, he had a little bit of a part to play in the goal. Uh, didn't cover himself in glory there. Uh, Cheeky. 6.5 as well, and more so because, honestly, I didn't see him much, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He just wasn't going forward as much um, and didn't really make any mistakes, so just 6.5. Mario, I thought, despite uh, having that final touch, and to your point, someone else was gonna finish that, right. on, that on that own goal. Uh, I'll still give him, uh, I thought he was actually very good. I'm gonna go 7, 7.5. Uh, and then uh, his partner in crime. Uh, Giorgio Calini, who also had a hand in that own goal. Uh, maybe he could have stopped down with a full head of steam. Uh, but regardless, I don't think we see very many defensive performances like that. And I would like to see more because I think that's how uh, people in this league will learn a lot about what defenders are, uh, guys like Eddie Segura and what they do, how they anticipate plays. His positioning was impeccable. Uh, his decision-making was impeccable. His, his uh, movement uh, in being open for players and passing the ball Incredible. Do you, you, guys, you guys are just letting me go?
2: I'm watching. Wait, the chat.
1: 7.5 for Chiellini.
2: You yeah, are are harsh. Well, I'm watching the chat right now, and other than Chiellini, you've been like right in the middle of what everybody is okay. talking about with our backline in the chat. You're doing really well. I can't
3: this. believe they're not going to give him a nine. I guess my big question is: Are you
2: thinking with your head or with what's on your above your heart, my man? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, he was
1: incredible, it. but I, it wasn't just me. I was scrolling my Twitter right after the game, and everyone was talking about Chiellini. Yeah. yeah. How often does it happen? And then they weren't just talking about, hey, I can't believe Giorgio Chiellini's here. They were like. Oh my God, he was incredible in
2: defense today. Well, one of the players I'm excited to hear you rate is the player back in the starting lineup for the first time in a while, Latif. Latif,
1: what, what do you think? Latif was. If you wanted to go to the genesis of that goal, it's Latif blessing that, yes, that's on that one. So, uh, but otherwise, I did think he did his Latif things. Got guys in and out of pressure. Uh, he was good with recoveries. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go 6.5. I do think he could have. There was a few final passes where I think he could have made a better decision. Sure. Um, so I think I think that's a fair rating. Had he snuck that ball past Fry,
3: that was really on the cusp. Yep. What would you have put him then? Ooh.
1: Yeah. He, go, he goes automatically up to 7.5. Nice. That 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 goal, like that whole movement, was one of the prettiest things I'd ever seen, and I wanted him to score so bad, but didn't. Yeah, come it was off. great ball movement. They literally moved it from one side to the other. Yeah. Oh. And just everyone was in sync, like yeah. the movements going forward. Ilya uh, had a quiet game, yeah, uh, not not a bad game, but a quiet game. So I'm gonna give him a 6.0. Um, just it was just kind of stopped.
2: Is that your baseline?
1: Uh, baseline, yeah. It's okay. like it's not good, not bad. Okay. Um, but he, you know, he he played his game. Uh, Sifu, man, should be an all star. Better and better. You know when people keep talking about this open DP slot, and they're like, we need a, uh, a cam, which is central attacking midfielder. Right. Which by the way, LFC doesn't really play with or a ten. Um, this is your attacking midfielder. You are not displacing this guy. Right. Uh, he will not be here for much longer. <laughs> but you are not displacing this guy, and I'm giving him uh, an eight. Maturing like a fine uh, wine. An eight. A lot,
2: lot of nines
1: in the chat. You're the, uh, you're see, the judge. See, you got, at the end. There these guys, go. they like attacking football. Uh, they, they like. And Craig, you're, you're spot on. I should have a quota for six point five scores. I'm definitely hedging my bets. Remember, I have to see these guys sometimes. It's not but, as brutal as Nina was. Uh, whoa, 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 wow. <laughs> Mahala. Uh, you know, it was one of his best games, 8.5. Ooh, I, like I it. really liked what he did sure. in this game, both against the ball and with the ball and off the ball. Obviously, he can rip a shot, and Maxime Capot told us, yeah, hey, look out for this guy.
2: So your criteria, when you get a goal, you add 1.0. If he finds that brace, is he at yeah, yeah. a 9, maybe? He, nine probably,
1: points? at least okay. at a 9, yeah. I like it. Uh, Chicho, uh, he, you know what? I will give him credit for being in the position to have that shot saved by... Uh, right. By Fry, Great I save. thought his hold-up play was good. Uh, I thought his passing was okay. Um, so I'm not... You know what? Because so, Craig said I can't be given 6.5s anymore. <laughs> uh, I agree. 6.75. Look at Aww. that. And he kept it two decimal oh. places. So hey. That worked. Okay. And then uh, Carlos Vela, um, he was a uh, 8.5 for me. Um, was just involved in everything. Uh, Should have had two goals. Damn you, Var. We'll talk right. more yeah. about that later. Uh, and then let's, let's go to our subs. Um, Ibiaga came in. Uh, I mean... He wasn't the prettiest, but he got the job done. Uh, 6.0 in my baseline. Uh Mendez, I was happy to see Mendez. Um, and I yeah. think he was important especially when Vela had that cramp. Yep. Um, he was important in what he did off the ball. Yeah,
3: he had a nice shot, I mean, from outside the outside of the box. I mean, yeah, granted it cleared over the crossbar, but yeah. it's showing
1: once again that he's not a player, another player that's a I want to give him long. a 6.5 cuz he was just a sub, but I can't <laughs> do it. Okay, 7.0. Ooh. Uh Gareth Bale uh, not his fault that everyone was trying to feed him the ball. Right. Um, I, but like Mendez, I thought it was very important in defending when Carlos yes. Vela could not move. Yes. Uh, so 7.0. Uh, I would give him more, but like Mendez and who was it? Who was, Guys kept passing the ball to Carlos. Yep. And I was like, you, it's, you can definitely tell he can't chase the ball. Please right. stop doing that. Right. That one long ball to Carlos, out?
2: he he looked back and was like, mm-hmm. guys, I'm done. I'm gassed. Yeah. I don't have it.
1: Uh, Brian a little rusty but I thought that his running beyond the back line really helped ease off the pressure for LAFC. Uh, he did get the uh, Ariaga into trouble with the yellow card. I like yep. that. Uh, 6.75. <laughs> 6.75. Yes. So, okay,
3: so just making sure that's the new baseline. Uh,
1: and then who, who am I missing? Hollings Hollingshead? Head. Yep. Hollingshead? Like 10 minutes worth of play. I know, he's barely in the game. So... Uh, that should just
2: be your that, baseline. That could be a baseline. No, rating. Not, no, no rating. rating. No rating. No okay. rating.
1: No rating for Halling said. I mean, I don't want to say good or bad. I mean, he barely was in there. I think he did one. He did. He had one where he he biffed a clearance, right. but then recovered. Then recovered right. It back. took care of it. So that'll keep so him on. I got his, one you know, other for you.
2: Uh, yeah. You mentioned tactics with our fullbacks and with our front line. What about a rating for uh, for Coach Steve?
1: You know, tactics are interesting because literally you kind of just can tell the guys and then who knows what they're going to do. But I think that because I could see kind of a definitive pattern and guys like Jordan Morris were not uh, really a factor in this game. Bladero had his moments but really wasn't busy. Will Bruin is still in Giorgio Keelini's pocket. (laughs) Uh, So uh, for SC, let's see, Steve, I'm going to go 7.5 and I'm going to go ahead and just give this a little... Vince there you signature. go. Oh, you can't s- you can't see my. There you go. Oh, there it is. It's beautiful. Vince Larosa. There it is. Uh, you guys in the chat. I, lo- I love that you. I love that we do the ratings. This is one of my most fun things to do because everyone does see? does it with and, us. And look
2: at Craig. He says five should be a neutral score, given a little bit of. Given Nina a hard time for giving fives yeah. out there on the. Uh,
1: you know what? Generally, English I would say boots. five would be a neutral score, but in Italy, for some reason, they consider six a neutral score. Leave it's it true. to the Italians to not <laughs> ha- not have numbers be that right way. It's probably because people. It's like people rarely get tens, but you rarely see any twos and ones. Right. So that's why they maybe. It's like maybe it shouldn't be out of ten then. Right. I don't know. That right. would give you a four for yeah, yeah. tenmanship.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> I
2: think you did quite well. It's, on pretty, the bad. Hot
1: CJ, it's pretty
3: bad. It's pretty
2: bad. I think the chat be, for the most part. Agrees with you on all of that. Yeah,
1: I think we're there, we're there. We're within half a point to a point. I think that means we're there. Uh, Now though, it is my distinct pleasure to announce who won our players to watch. Yes. Uh, And they get a 110 football prize pack. Uh, Guys, I was the best of our group, of our Four Horsemen group. Okay. Uh, Because I had Sifu and Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris let all of us down. Absolutely. But in a way, did all of us a favor because we don't want him to do well. Uh, But LFC underscore forever underscore, you are the winner. Of our 110 football prize pack, which my man Philly is gonna hold up. Look at that! And guys, we do this. Yo. Yeah, there's good stuff. We're not gonna tell. We're gonna keep it a surprise for you. Oh. Uh. What prize, forever. Prize pack. Oh no, you will not be able to there walk out. There's no at them. prize. No, you. You will <laughs> Silly not. Philly won. You will not be able I'm to. I'm giving
3: you one of my four horsemen.
1: Moves. How dare you? This is this is one of the things that yeah. we really uh, we really like for people. And just just to remind you guys, it's easy to play. We do it for every home game only. Uh, you just need to get us one player from each team to our social media channels or even in the chat of the pregame before kickoff. Uh, and you have a chance to win. You just have to beat us. And lately,
2: we've sucked. We, we have. Do you know who <laughs> they picked, by the way? Who did LAFC for? I don't know. I, I don't
1: pick? know. But I, all I know is they probably did not pick Jordan Morris. Right. They probably had Carlos Vela and somebody that actually did something. Someone that did know. something. Maybe right? Ariaga well, or something.
2: Look, well, congrats to them. Congrats to our chat, by the way. This has been a great chat so far. Keep those questions and comments coming because later on in the show we are going to get to your questions. So chat, keep it lively, keep it active, keep at the que- keep at us. Excuse me with the mm-hmm. questions because we'll be answering them a little bit later on. Well, I
1: think show. we're doing questions now.
2: Are we doing questions right now?
1: Yeah, you're soliciting the questions because wow. we're going to do it right
2: now. So okay. if you guys have any questions, put them in there. I, there was a few floating around
1: there. I think uh, one of the ones people really wanted to talk about uh, because it's transfers. Yep. Uh, they want to talk about Jesus Davinrio Rio and Spore. the Trabzonspor rumor. Uh, They're a Turkish club. For those that don't know, that are in the Champions League, yep. So they're in Europe, yep, in the Champions League. Those two things right there, uh, players get a little it's appealing. Turkey about it's
2: very. The chat mentioned it too. Playing in the Champions League is very appealing. Mm-hmm. Turkish league paying their players a little bit too. We saw. Look, Diego Rossi's over at Fenner right now, and and pr- pretty much playing very very well, which I think is great. Uh, look, there are going to be rumors. How many times have we said Sifu's not long for this team? Murray's likely not long yep. for this team. We talked about it with Atuesta before he left, with Rossi before. That's the beauty of how well our club is assembled by the front office and all of our scouts. We're bringing in quality talent that other teams are looking to take from us.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, rumors are free. It's when you come down to brass tacks and have to pay for it. Uh, I think LFC definitely has a glut of center backs. So I think that might be one of the reasons why we're seeing the rumors, whether sure. it's true or not. Two, that might be a reason why that rumor actually may come to fruition. If John Thorrington feels that that evaluation is not going to get bigger at any moment, then he could move. And look, I don't want to see him go because I'm a proponent of Jesus Devin I think he's been so important, and him and Chiellini just seem to be this really good pairing. But I could see Chiellini and Eddie Segura being a great pairing. right. Chiellini and Mamadou Fall being a great pairing. So I think you really got to listen. I would not be – I'd be sad to see Murray go in the middle of a season like we all would. That's just the way the windows line up. But. I think that we could absorb it.
2: it. It would be sad, though, to break up the band before we mm-hmm. can make a playoff run. Um, talking about adding to the band, right? Is it Denis Buanga? I wanna make sure I'm, I'm pronouncing his name correctly. From Saint Etienne, they're talking about maybe bringing over Buanga. He's a striker, mm-hmm. he scores goals. Just another name that's been thrown out there, right? Look, I, I don't think we're going to fill that DP slot.
3: No, not, not not with that player. I mean, he's, what, he's 27 years old. I mean, he's played... His team got relegated, FYI. He does score a good 25% of the time. He's mm-hmm. a- had national team experience. Uh, same national team, by the way, that Obama Young's a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the captain of it, so that yeah. bodes well. Um, I don't know how he would feature a- on our team. I mean, it would just be another player essentially coming off the bench, but... I I don't know, what are, what are you hearing in the rumor mills there?
1: There is some uh, truth to it, uh, I believe, because he is a special type of player. Remember we talked about Mahala, a guy that can dribble past guys and that's willing to run beyond players. Uh, and then he has, as you said, he scores. He can score yeah. some goals from a winger. So he has some final product. The window closes August 4th, though. So it's if common. the deal is going to get done, it's really got to get done under it's the true. wire. Uh, so keep I, I just say just keep your eyes tuned to this channel here. Right? We'll definitely talk more about it as it becomes official. but. Uh, I'm not quite sure as of right now. I want
3: to address the question, does
1: the uh, does the game against
3: America have any importance? To me, it's exciting to have the ability to go see LAFC one more time. In particular, it's SoFi. I mean, SoFi is a gorgeous stadium. Fortunate enough to have those Rams season tickets. So that place is a gem. Obviously, someplace we're all going to hope to be watching the World Cup. But from my perspective, it... We're, we're, we have a campaign thing going. We have our sights set on MLS Cup, a supporter shield, being best in the West, being best in MLS. I would hate, absolutely hate, for any of our players to get injured in a game that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of our season. Sure, it would be great to have the Axis and play Club America again. They're going to come in with a little chip on their shoulder, uh, LAFC, LAFC potentially, but, you know... I, I would rather this be at the beginning of the season rather than smack dab where it is.
1: Yeah, but uh, Club America actually has a lot of uh, their own problems going on right now. So they're actually probably going to be focused on the league. They might be thinking the same things we're thinking sure. right now. They're like, God, this is coming at the worst time. We don't want to deal with this. You use it, it's a glorified training session. Yeah. Um, in which training you can always get hurt. Uh, sure. As, as we've seen, unfortunately, with Ishmael oh. Toshori Shroudi getting yeah. injured again. So I think he, he's going to have the chance to make, I believe, 10 changes if he wants. Yeah. Uh, play guys for 30, 45 minutes. There's nothing like a match uh, for some training exercises. So I think it's some time to work something out. I understand why fans are so worried for the same reason you are, but there's really no way that you can hedge your bets uh, in that regard because if players are going to get injured, they're going to get injured. So you got to trust your staff. Trust how much time you can give guys and then just trust Steve that Steve understands the assignment. Yeah. He's ar- he's already been saying "Glorified Absolutely. training." Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so
2: And I think with two Liga Meki's powerhouses in the building, couple players who've been playing very well for El Trees under 20. I really want to see the three young kids that we signed as homegrowns Mm -hmm. to start. I want to see uh, Tony Leone. I want to see Christian Torres. I want to see Eric Duenas, if he's healthy, hopefully. I want to see them get some run. It's a perfect game to get Mamadou Fall some burn, get him back out there, get him playing well. Big John McCarthy, I think you're up, bud. So I think that's going to be a fun one for him to play again. Keep everybody healthy, but use what you can from this glorified training session.
3: Since we're on that topic, real quick, uh, somebody asked, "What do you think
1: our score prediction is going to be for that game?" Uh,
2: I think I saw it in the chat. I really liked it, three-three. Yeah, it's like a 3
1: yeah. three or a two-one. I don't right. think it's. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a spectacle, yeah, as they say. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. The game might fizzle. What LFC Wolf coming at me for my like? Juventus was literally at the bank. I they feel. Like, I feel like I, I get to have free reign to wear it one day. I'm Absolutely. not. I will not show up here all the time in Juventus gear. But I feel like g- give me this one. I agree to disagree
2: here, and I will not be wearing this all the time. Trust right. me. And trust me. and we have talked about this in the chat. Leonardo, you're asking when does Bale get a start? We've all kind of agreed maybe after the RSL game. Well, there was one
1: good question. I don't know who it was. Uh, oh, it was Gomez. Gomez Jr. asked, "What percentage do we think Gareth Bale is at right now, Philly?" <sighs> 65. Loading. (laughs) Right. right. More like
3: buffering. (laughs) Buffering.
1: Uh, I'd say about 65%.
3: Yeah.
2: I I think he's a lot closer to 80, 85% right now. I think that he's been able to take his time. I also think he's been picking and choosing a little bit when he comes on and and where to make his moves too.
1: I'm going to agree with both of you guys. So (laughs) I think that he is closer to 65%. But in the times that it matters, like when right. he had to score that goal, he can ramp it up to 100 for a good 5, 10 seconds right. and then really put an MLS uh, defense on their knees. But when it comes to maybe going 90 minutes, he's still a bit yeah. leggy. He's not there yet. Uh, so I think he's more 65%. And really, this is like his third or fourth week of preseason. Right. Suddenly, the guys get six weeks, and even then they would consider themselves not 100%. At the end of a six-week preseason. Why does that sound like an anchorman answer? Like
3: sixty percent of the time, it works. All of the time. Yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my
1: response for Gareth Bale.
2: Right, right. And one last thing the chat brought up: we saw Chicho not super stoked when he had to come off uh, and looked like. He oh yeah, to let's be out address there. that. Yeah. I, I think... And Let's it, address that because Franco topic. Escobar, we can we can lump in the same... Part of that as well. Yeah. Look, I, I think what we're seeing, you can tell me what you guys think, mm-hmm. we have such competitive fire between the guys that are on the pitch for us. They want not just to score and put up stats, but they want to help this team win. And I think with Chicho coming off when he did, I think that... It, that's what we saw from him more than anything else, right? Is that competitive fire.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's even a chemistry issue if some people are wondering oh, well, he should have been a little closer to his teammates after certain things. No, you said He's competitive. He's fired up. He had a goal streak going. I mean, he'd scored in three straight games. Seven out of eight. Was gunning for eight out of nine. He got close on a couple of occasions. Stefan Fry makes that save of the week candidate. I mean, Mm -hmm. if he wasn't there, that would have been another Chicho goal. He obviously is an assassin within his own right, wanting to secure goals. Uh, Yeah, you just can't fault the man for being competitive. That's a beautiful Thing, and that's what you want out of
1: everybody on your team. You know, you don't, what you don't want is players trying to show up either the head coach or their teammates, and he came off the field, he did shake Steve's hand, and then when he walked off and got near his seat, that's when he got heated, sure. that's when he was upset, and I agree with you. He, he wanted to score goals. It's yeah. really more about him, but I would say this. Beyond that, it's kind of a cultural thing. I think here in America and then Europeans, we, we're not used to seeing that, but in South America, when you start a game, you start it with the intention of going 90 minutes right. no matter what. Yeah. they gotta, they got to drag you off the field, and that's where Franco Escobar and Chicho Rongo come from in the, that part of the world, Colombia and Argentina. They have that ingrained in them for all this time. So sure. when they come out of a game, they're upset. But I would say this, and I think Steve handled it well. As long as it doesn't come into the locker room, um, you, you punch the chair, you do whatever. I mean, look, as pissed off as he was, he holds that shirt for that kid. Yeah. Um, clearly, he could have just ignored it and not been a part of it. So I don't think it's a big thing as long as it happens in the moment. You're upset. You want a guy that's competitive. And then if he gets in the locker room, and we saw them all in the locker room smiling, yeah, right. Three points, so I think that it's done and dusted. And he right.
2: celebrated with the boys out on the pitch right. after the match. Anyway, he, exactly. He, you're right. He let it go. And look, he he sees the bigger picture, right? He's he may not be around after the season. Mm-hmm. He knows what will happen with Chicho, but they all have that singular goal in mind.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't tame that. Right. All right, guys. Thank you as always for the questions. Really good questions. Chat on fire again. You know what? Since Since LAFC's upped its game with Chiellini and Bale, you guys have really upped your game. And I enjoy having you guys in the chat. We love doing this. But we've got to move along because we're wrapping up. We're getting towards the final whistle, which means we're into stoppage time. Stoppage time, for those of you that might be new here, is is a chance for our our crew here to just talk about anything. We have a lot of topics that we go through in the first part of the show, and that's directed by kind of like our thoughts um, and our producers' thoughts. But this is a chance where you just get to pick anything off. And Scarf, you are going to lead us off with your stoppage time.
2: Look, 12 matches left in the season. So we're starting to wind down. We are in the final third, and we have five matches left at home. Five very winnable matches left at home. So I am calling on the black and gold. I am calling on LAFC to run the table at home. Let's take these final five. It will require some roster management for sure. But we're talking about Charlotte, D.C., RSL, Houston, and then ending at home, in the Walker-Zimmerman Cup with Nashville coming here. (laughs) I think those are five very— Does a winner get
1: to keep Walker? I will take it. (laughs) That's something to fight for. I,
2: I think these are not just five winnable games, but five games where we should be looking to take all 15 points to defend the bank like we have all season. Road games are tough, right? And when you can get three points on the road, that's great. But it needs to be an expectation for these final five games to take all three points all five times.
3: You're up. Transitioning over to my stoppage time. Um, it wasn't love at first sight, but I distinctly remember, and I mentioned this on our podcast and perhaps even on the 110 pregame show uh, last game. Quadwo Opoku was a player that we got to watch January of 2020 during an LAFC exhibition match. Preseason closed to me, close to everybody but media. Scarf and I assumed he was Quadwo Opoku, formerly of NYCFC, now I think playing somewhere in Gibraltar. This is a kid who you'd look at him and think, I don't know if he's going to crack an MLS lineup. And then we have, obviously, COVID hit. He sticks around. He can't come back to Accra, which, by the way, Accra, Ghana's produced some unbelievable players. My thought is Mahala is going to be the next unbelievable player coming from uh, Ghana, and he's going to be one of the finest players that LAFC has produced because he continues to defy expectation. Game in and game out, coming from nowhere, cracking this team, scoring goals in the Champions League, coming through, being among our top five leading scorers. I think this kid is special. He's good-hearted. He's tough. He's strong. He's deceptively muscular. And I I think he's going to go – he's not going to be in MLS for long – maybe Europe, maybe South America, but I think he's going to be one of the finest talents that ever comes out of LAFC.
2: And yet, our chat says, people want to sub-mahala for Gareth Bale. What do they (laughs) think? What do they think?
1: Tough decisions for Steve. (laughs) I would like to be known as deceptively muscular.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Me too for that. If I
1: could be. (laughs) All right, let me move on to my stoppage time. Before I get started, I want to shout out to Dave Denholm. This is for you, buddy, uh, because if there's anybody that hates VAR, Dave Denholm is top of that list. (laughs) And I'm going to get at VAR. Hey, guys, new rule. If the goal's cool, it stands. No more (laughs) VAR. That goal from Carlos Vela, I don't know if it was conclusive, but when a guy plays it off the outside of his boot to another guy who then finishes off the outside of his boot on a goal like that, come on. It, unless the referee wants to watch it again just because he wants to get a better look, let's not take looks at those goals anymore, guys. That goal was incredible. I really wish it would have counted. I'm glad that Carlos Velo kept his head on his shoulders and was like, well, if you guys are going to take that one away, how about I give you a little like, mini scissor kick right. to, to go with it? But that goal was just too cool. And, and it was something where it was like, eh. But in the moment, they counted it. So, come on. Let's just. Cool goals. Let's just make a new
2: rule. Cool goals. Bar doesn't get involved. And if you're not following at Talk Soccer, Dave Denholm is an incredible follow, an incredible listen. He's the guy that brought you the game in his head. I mean, that was one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. He called an entire full 90. He did. Dave Denholm, you're
3: That's some mad scientist type stuff. You know what's even crazier about that? You and I did a pot off of that. We did. <laughs> we did.
1: <laughs> we broke down the game. You did. And actually, shout out to Mario, Mario Ruiz, his producer, yep. who actually put all the crowd noise together with that. Yep. I mean, just an incredible feat between the two of them. But... uh Sadly guys, that, that is the final whistle wrapping up. Hopefully we got all three points here for you guys, but thank you again for watching. Don't forget you can always listen to this show as well as Angels Wear Boots as a podcast. Just search 110 Football wherever you listen to podcasts. And speaking of Angel Wear Bo- Angels Wear Boots, in just a couple of hours they'll be back right here in these seats. Uh, that's at 4 p.m. on this YouTube channel. And then next Monday, both LAFC 360 and Angels Wear Boots will be back to break down all the weekend action. Normal times, 1 p.m. for LAFC 360, 4 p.m. for Angels Wear Boots. So if you're not already, subscribe to this channel because it's all here. This is all under this umbrella. Real quick, before we let you go, I want to talk about something charitable
3: that's tied into Angel City. Obviously, as a part of 110, we want to be your source for everything LAFC and Angel City. But there's a really cool charity, uh, charitable event going on on September the 24th at 9 AM. Somos Angel City, which is a comp- it's, consists of uh, supporters and fans of the team. They're looking to put together a charitable thing to donate money to SoCal's uh, Special Olympics. And they're trying to put a team together of about 25 people. They want to raise 2500 bucks. And the activity is as follows. At the Long Beach Airport, they're going to get this team of 25, along with obviously several other teams, to pull, yes, to pull a 124,000-pound airplane. Wrap your minds around that for a second. 62 tons that thank you that is a lot of weight to push and pull or whatever but at the end of the day the proceeds are going to go to socal special olympics and we're all here shoulder to shoulder trying to be here for the greater good for more information on that check out the uh, the link on there to donate and if you have any questions hit up the Potterosas sg on instagram so hopefully we'll get to see you all on september 24th we can all lay claim to the fact that we've been part of a team that pulled the plane
1: That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, guys, go to that link. It's for a good cause. Uh, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. For those of you guys asking about RSL, uh, we will not have a watch party for it, but the watch parties are coming back. LAFC will have their own official watch party, so stay tuned. Follow us to find out about all that. And predictions, I'm going to say we do to them what we did to SKC. two 0 I like it. Hi,
0: Mom. Hi, I'm Maxim Kippel. Subscribe to 110 Football.